0: Welcome to the very first episode of The Rental Journal, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson, and today our guest is Paul Weaver, the Managing Director of Mackinix Construction Products. Paul, to kick things off, can we talk about some of the roles you've had in your career and how you got into the hiring rental industry?
1: My career in a nutshell, I started out in production, inventory, and logistics for 10 years, and I was at Taubman's Paints. Um, I went across to Century Batteries um, as a logistics manager, uh, managing all their transport, inventory, and the, alike. Uh, so I've always been in management, and then I, I kind of, at there, one of my managers at Century Batteries said, "Oh, you'd be pretty good at sales." Okay. So in a BDM role, and you know, I won Business Development Manager of the Year nationally for two years in a row. The first two years I was in it, and It was about thirty or forty BDMs. And then um, we used to supply batteries to Crown Forklifts. So that led to my next opportunity to go over there in the sales team. Um, Same thing again. I um, unofficially won their salesman of the year at Crown. (laughs) Um, And I kind of thought to myself then, all right, well, I'm actually not too bad at this sales game. Maybe I should invest some more time and effort into it. Um, and that's when I sort of pushed myself to go for a national sales role, which was what led me to Rory So I applied for a job he had advertised and now I'm today. I'm the managing director here So I've done international sales local sales national sales, you know, I pretty much run the operation here apart from um, um, The R&D and product development side which Rory does
0: yeah,
1: and, okay. and he's the CEO um, but uh, and I look after all that export business outside the US so, you know, Europe, Japan, any other countries of the world.
0: It's interesting hearing about how you actually had some great success in your first couple of sales roles at Century Batteries and Crown Forklifts, but then instead of just riding that wave, you decided to invest in yourself and take more of a risky option by going with a, more of a startup, which was Smart Equipment at the time with Rory, which is now called Machinex. So I think it's quite important for people to sometimes realize that uh, it's not always the best option just to take the easy route. And sometimes it's better to invest in yourself and actually take maybe that more challenging opportunity. And that's obviously really paid off well for both yourself and Rory and and everyone at Macinex because you've gone from being a local supplier in Sydney to now being an actual global supplier to various um, equipment rental companies around the world. Now, let's just talk a little bit about the actual growth of Macinex because really you guys started off as a a Sydney supplier, uh, but really had your first major growth overseas. Can you talk a little bit more about how that happened?
1: I went to the American rental show back before we just, when we started to go into the US seven years ago. And one of the buyers from Home Depot rentals came to my stand, unbeknownst to me, I was tucked up in the corner in the back in a tiny little stand. And he said, what's this? I said, oh, it's just a little jackhammer trolley, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, can you give me a quote um, to to trial 50 of them? And we were like selling 50 a year here in Australia. I was like, what? And I asked him for his details. He gave me his card. And when he walked away, I looked at it and I thought, oh, shit. Long story short, he did a six-week trial in 50 stores. And, um, you know, he ended up putting two units in every one of their 1250 stores that year, 2,500 of them. And he came back the next year and said to us that's the most profitable return on investment product we had for the whole year in home depot tool rental
0: that's quite an amazing story and i think it really does confirm the importance of some of these and rental trade events and networking opportunities that do occur around the world because really if if you didn't actually have a a, a tiny booth or stand at the back left hand corner at the ara show maybe you never would have got an introduction to home depot and maybe Maybe that growth would have never happened, or maybe it would have happened a few years later. I'm not sure, but yeah, that I think that that does really show what can come out of um, networking and, uh, and and attending some of these events. So, so when we talk about these events, obviously seven years ago um, when you attended your first ARA, you would have started to network more and more. Um, now, attending some of these shows can be quite intimidating the first time, especially if you, you're new to the industry. So. What was your sort of take on sort of um, attending more and more of these these trade shows and someone that's going to be attending one of their very first trade shows, what would be some advice that you'd actually give them?
1: And I love this industry. I've grown a deep passion for this rental and hire industry. The people in it are fantastic. I, I, I love going to the trade shows, whether it's the big ARA in the US. I love going to the Texas rental show where there's only 100 people or the New Zealand higher end show where there's a couple of hundred people doesn't matter where I am there's a lot of consistency with the type of people in the industry and they're all mm. fantastic I mean whenever I go to these trade events or these industry events in the higher industry or anywhere I'm always open and listening and want to learn even if it's the cleaner who cleans the equipment at the end of the day or doesn't matter who I'm talking to I'm, I'm always looking to learn something from them from their experiences so I think um, you know sharing experiences for me um, rather than you know giving advice has has really changed me, particularly in the last 10 years.
0: That's really a, a good philosophy to have just in life in general. I think most people they sometimes struggle just to to listen to what somebody's saying and try and understand it and then share experiences. I think a lot of people are rushing just in general and they often will just shoot advice at people. And that is often usually the end of the conversation because the person just says yes or they ignore it or they don't want to talk about it but if you are sharing those experiences it, it really triggers more of a conversation uh, and usually it can actually allow people to open up more as well now when we look at the the Macinex products you've got a quite a unique position because you do complete a lot of the the design and the um the research and development internally so so rory obviously plays a big part in this but what, what are some of the benefits, do you think, of actually having that R&D internally rather than just buying a product off the shelf?
1: When you design it and create it yourself and you get your IP and your patents, you can choose the direction of wherever you want to take it. And that's been one of the biggest benefits to Machinix is we've invested in the design, often through talking to the hire and rental industry and getting their ideas, like the pressure washer that we sell. You know, they've often had a power pack and a wand and you've got to drag along this freaking other component to, to pressure wash your driveway. You know, and I, I forget which rental company it was, but it wasn't Kenards, came to us once and said, oh, why don't you combine all that shit together? So Rory goes away and makes it all up, and now it's like a lawnmower for concrete, and we sell it all around the world, you know, to big rental companies, little rental companies, and, you know, it's just simple concepts. That's what Macinex stands for, making inefficiencies extinct. So our products have got to be a safer,
0: more efficient way. A lawnmower for concrete. (laughs) And that's a great way of describing a pressure washer. Look, I think uh, having that ability to manage that R&D and invest in the business and the products is definitely gonna benefit the rental companies and their customers as well. But then I would assume that if you are going to design these solutions, um, a lot of times these rental companies won't actually know some of the products that you're actually creating because really they're, they're brand new, they don't exist. So is that something that you guys face when you actually are trying to put some of your new types of equipment in new locations? One of the
1: benefits we've got with our products is, yeah, it's not like a generator in a sense If they've already got a big fleet and an investment in generators in their business. If they go and buy our generator, they're just taking business away from their other generators. So it makes it a difficult decision for them. Whereas if they buy a jackhammer trolley or a powered hand truck or something like we've invented, It's something new. Don't get me wrong. It's typical the smaller one-man bands and the smaller rental companies that are hardest to overcome this, but they often go, oh, we don't get asked for that, so no, we're not going to put it in our fleet. So, I I mean, I don't want to discriminate against rental companies out there, but I can tell you there's two or three big rental companies around the world that embrace innovation, and there's half a dozen that I know of at the big end of town that just don't care for it at all. You know they want cheap they want nasty they just want mainstream they've just got their blinkers on and i think to myself my goodness how does this business survive
0: i agree however i think that in all industries there's always going to be those market leaders that are really pushing the boundaries of innovation and you're going to have those companies that are more conservative and don't want to actually invest in new software or products or people or whatever the the scenario might be and it's just the way that the world works So look, I think that the benefit that Macinex has is that because your products are so innovative and different, uh, when they do get in those large companies, in the end, it's going to flow down into the smaller companies and the ones that are a bit more conservative. Let's talk about Rory Kennard for a little bit. Now I've met Rory a few times and it was pretty clear that he was a creative, passionate engineer, but working with Rory for 13 years, I'm sure you would have picked up a few things. So, can you just talk about maybe something that you've learned along the way by working with Rory?
1: Rory is the one you mentioned that you know he he kind of has a certain courage about how he goes about things, and I, I I didn't necessarily have that ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Whereas now, I kind of I've, I've learned that courage has allowed me to back myself.
0: That's actually quite refreshing to hear you say that and be so honest. Uh, a lot of people would hold that in and, and not actually say that, but. It's great to hear that Rory's had such an effect on you uh, to build up that courage and have more self-belief, which is a really great show of your, your partnership. Now, obviously with Rory being well-connected with the Kenartire Tyre family, you would have uh, had a lot of good mentors over at Kenartire as well, and maybe some others outside the industry. Is there anyone that comes to mind that played a big influence on you?
1: But there was definitely a guy there who I know you know, his name's Mark Zimmer who, you know, back in my early days when I came into this space of trying to create innovative products, he was a guy that I could show a product to, and he just had this uncanny ability to go, mate, there's a weak point there, you need to fix that. If you're going to take this to the higher industry, that's going to be a problem. And, you know, those sort of skills that I didn't have when I came to the rental industry, like he spent 50 years at Kenna's and he just retired this year, mate, that, those sort of people have helped me throughout my my rental days of, of really of honing in, I suppose, on 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 what's important to the industry. It's not always just about the price or, you know, there's other factors that are considered. Um, so, I, I, I can highlight him as,
0: as someone within the industry that definitely helped. Well, 50 years at a single company. That's quite an achievement. I don't think many people can say that they've done that. Hopefully uh, after he retires, you get to stay in contact with him and he can continue giving you advice. because yeah, having someone with that sort of experience is almost invaluable so just talking about advice you obviously would have learned a lot over the last 15 or so years about yourself and more about the, the hiring rental industry what's something that you learned that you think would have helped you a lot back in your early days
1: yeah you know, i wish i learned earlier in my career that it's okay to fail and get out of my comfort zone because I feel like when you're outside your comfort zone, it's when you're really learning and you're putting yourself at risk of you know, failing because you're trying. And failing isn't a bad thing. I, I think I always used to view it as if you fail, failed, you haven't done a good job. Because I've actually seen the positive side of what failure can now do for you. It really helps you with learning and developing and moving forward. So I'd identify that as, as one of the key things I wish that I knew or embraced a lot more when I was younger.
0: Definitely, definitely. I couldn't agree more with that. I think there's, there's a great quote that I read once that said, uh, the biggest mistake isn't failure, the biggest mistake isn't setting the failure high enough. I think a lot of people associate mistakes or failure with something bad or to be ashamed of, where really when you, when you make that, that mistake or that failure, really that's pushing you forward to become more successful and be the best version of yourself. Which really leads me into my next question, like how do you define success?
1: Success, I've made a couple of notes here. I mean, it's obviously can be defined in many ways. And, you know, obviously one of the tangible ones is we set goals. And I suppose when you achieve them, but expanding on that a bit further, you know, like one thing we talk about and I try and get the team here at X to experience more is that feeling when, for example, you go and show someone one of your products and they have that wow moment where they go, oh, shit, that's going to work well. I love that. Or they give you a really positive, that raw, kind of vibe and for me i draw a lot of success out of that because it's a bit of um you know vindication that you've created something that's valuable to someone so seeing other people's excitement around our products for me is a measure a little bit of our success got a fair few young people in this business and um you know trying to help them on their journey and and you know create a pathway that encourages them to grow themselves and And, you know, I'm not afraid for people to leave our business and go on to bigger and better things in their career. For me, that's a measure of success as well. And Joel's example I shared with you before, but, you know, when someone can come along and, you know, do a great job and grow and then, or even it might be them growing internally through promotions, we have...
0: Having that culture internally is definitely a great way of keeping some of your existing employees. And for sure, it's another way of of attracting new employees as well. So that's, that's really great to hear. Well, look, this about wraps up our discussion. I really appreciate you taking the time to catch up with the Rental Journal.
1: I've always enjoyed working with you, Mark, and it's great, mate. I really I think you should be proud of yourself. For, this is a great way to give back to the industry, right? And I, I've, I've went through the, the website you've created and read some of the stories of some of the people you've already interviewed, and it's great to sort of get an idea of what makes people tick, even Bob's, even though I think I know him. I just read his before and thought, you hey, know, you can see why he's such a grounded guy.
0: Please follow and share the Rental Journal podcast and we'll see everyone on the next episode.